2: Good evening everybody. It's a good night. It's a good weekend. It's a brilliant season for Rotherham United. The double... Oh, Siri's getting involved now. Apologies about that. Uh... <laughs> oh, what a day Saturday was everybody. Oh, brilliant. We've got an hour or so, whatever it may be, to relive one of the best days. One of the best days loved every second of it we have four of us with us today we have michael hello michael hello benjamin without his robin shirt on disappointing as always hello hello Hello. and danny um you've just just are you still on it or back on it
3: um well i I I was on it slept (laughs) And now I've just opened another beer, so I don't know. I think I'm just back on it now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, much, much like most of the United fans have had a beer-filled weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, what Where should we start? Where should we start?
4: Mm. <laughs>
2: Thank you everybody for joining us, I'll first of all. I know this is... Um, I'm sure there's some sore heads. I'm sure there's some very, very sore heads listening to this. Even if you listen to this on Monday, I think there'll probably still be some sore heads. Um, oh, yes. So we'll continue to bring you fun and joy. I'm going to inter- I'm going to let everybody know who isn't watching on YouTube that Ben is eating. We had some yesterday and started where we were talking about Ben's attention span. and It's already gone. Hell
5: you hear me? My tea. Can I? Know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's nice My mum makes a bit of pie. I don't think I like it, but it's nice.
2: Okay. Well done, well done, Ben's mum. Um, we've got loads and loads of comments coming in. Baz is with us. Gav Grundy is with us. Mike the Miller says it was never in doubt. Um, Paul Brooks says good evening. All has yesterday's amazing day. So, in yet? Not yet. I know Paul Bronkman and a few other the met the players in Wickersley. Um, some great scenes and videos. We'll come on to all that. Philip Holmes, we can finally sleep on Saturday nights. <laughs> Here we can. Absolutely. Um, Will Sherwood says uh, evening. Uh, YouTube views it. A very, very, very good evening, gentlemen. Yes, it is. Yes, it very much is. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, it was a long day yesterday, Danny. I don't know about you, but my my morning started at five o'clock in the morning because I couldn't. That's just when my body told me I was waking up. Um, <laughs> but it was worth it, wasn't it? It was. It was just amazing, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was. My, my day started at half past three um, <laughs> for, for, for for various reasons, and uh, we're on the couch for seven. And as soon as we got on the couch, credit to the um, the coach company that we travelled with, Johnson Brothers absolutely sound drivers. They were loving the trip down and the trip back. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's just an amazing day from start to finish. It was an amazing day. And um, it's like one of the commentators says, even if Georgie Kelly never makes another of them appearance, that will go down in history as one of his best moments. (laughs) And you you just couldn't write it, could you? A lot of people were saying it was written in the stars and I don't know. I reckon Amazon should pick up the story now because that would be an absolutely stellar documentary.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely would. Yeah, um, I honestly don't know where to start with this. I've been thinking about. Oh, I've been thinking about all, thinking about all day. Don't um, we should we start with the Kelly goal? Should we just let's go for the beginning? Let's go to the beginning of the game. Let's go chronological, and we'll see what pops up. I think that's probably maybe the best way to start. Um, Hands up if you won a free pint on Fan Hub by predicting the, the correct eleven. Ben's not old, enough, so that, that answers <laughs> <like this. laughs> um, it would. It would expect from a from a team perspective. It it literally picked itself. There was no way that that, well, that as it turned out to be the case as well. There wasn't no way it should have been any other team.
4: No, no. Uh, that I mean, that is a straightforward conversation, isn't it? It, it? You're you're absolutely right. The team picked itself after the last couple of performances and um, and and. It will prove right again, prove right again to keep it as it was. Um, so, yeah, it was um, immense, absolutely immense. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh,
2: yeah, it was. Um, ben, how were you? This is a stupid question because I know how your nerves were, but your nerves were even from minute one, to even after the first goal. It was not a settled afternoon, was it? There was no settling and sitting down and chilling out. It was. just just tapping around, not being able to stand still. It was very nervy. Yeah. um, The the worst bit of the game was uh,
5: the straight after the half-time when uh, it felt like they were on top. We had a chat about it in the car. It felt like they were on top, but it were only the fans that were on top. Mm. I'm sure we'll come on to Gillingham's uh, embarrassing attempt at trying to play football and trying to survive, but I'm sure we'll come on to that. But, yeah, that was the only that was the worst bit of the game. But yeah, when Kelly scored that goal, it was
2: <laughs> wow! It was chaos, absolute chaos. chaos. When Kelly scored, yes, absolutely. Um, the first goal, Danny Will's again. It was chaos, not quite as chaos as it was later on in the game, um, but it was deserved. We were, we were comfortably ahead in the game in terms of performance. And if Icky didn't score, then Reg finished it. Well, if Reg didn't finish it, Woody would have been behind him to finish it as well. There were three defenders literally queuing up to put that ball in <laughs> the back of the net, which was brilliant.
3: Yeah, there were. Um, it's always good when you've got when you've got your three centre backs who were going for the goal. Um, but we, we didn't know we scored initially. We, we were just like the nets rippled. Let's all go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that all we were bothered about and. We all thought Icky had scored it to begin with, because mm. he's the one who's got his head on it. And it's like, that would be a perfect redemption from Sunderland. Um, but then after watching it back and, <clears throat> and seeing the little touch Reg has got on it, I think I, I'm still 50 whether he's done it intentionally or he's just stuck a leg out and out for <laughs> the best. But that little touch has upset the keeper and the defender completely. So without that little touch, I reckon the defender clears it. But it's that little touch and you just sort of see the defender stop as if to go, it's not where I thought it was going to be. And it's in. Um, But yeah, fair play to Reg. Third goal of the season, I think it is for him. And uh, someone who's put in a massive shift over the last few Mm. games, I think deserved his goal on the final day. And um, <clears throat> it was technically the goal that put us top of the table for the time being, until Wigan decided to wake up against Shrewsbury. But I'm not complaining because we've gone up, and it's been an absolutely sensational season. It
2: has, yeah, it absolutely has. Um, AJK90, I'll put this in now. According to his Apple Watch, his heart rate reached 169 <laughs> before Philly <laughs> <he really> scored. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've just just literally checked my man was at 174. Um, <laughs> Which is just crazy. Not healthy. Absolutely not healthy. We've <laughs> saying this for weeks, haven't we? This club is taking years off our lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wouldn't change it for any, any moment. Um. But Mick, uh, we, we talked about this yesterday on the way back, but it's a foul from Icky, isn't it? He's climbing yeah. all over that defender's back. It was very much like the Sutton goal at Wembley, but it was just slightly different.
4: Yeah, it was. It was. Mine reached 139. So I've. Uh, I'm not. I'm obviously fitter than you a lot. Um, <laughs> well, you're older than you are. Just don't go that high. <laughs> you don't go that high. Yeah, I suppose there's that as well. Yeah. one time you. he pipes up
3: from his tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, it was a foul. It was a foul. Like the like the game, uh, like the goal against Sutton. It was a foul. But listen. We've had so many giving not giving against mm-hmm, us. Yeah, yeah. You know. And you look at you look at Smudge's shirt that's that, that's ripped off his ripped off his back essentially. I don't think he won a free kick all day. It swings around about us, isn't it, I guess. Mm. You know? Um it, it matters not anymore. Um if having said that, had it been at the other end, I'd have been screaming like a an absolute banshee that I wanted a I wanted a free <laughs> kick for it. So Football, the other way
2: around, Danny would be getting his Mick Rant flag out. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, if we were sitting uh, here looking at playoffs just because we'd conceded, <laughs> conceded that goal, then uh, I'd be all over that like a cheap
2: suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, we've got Jonathan Harris here, with my MK Don's fan. Huge congratulations the table at the end of the season, doesn't lie. And let's give some credit. Before we come on to it properly, Ben, let's give huge credit to Wigan for winning the league but also to MK Dons, because I know we had a blip in our form, but they didn't let us live a second, did they? They just went at us, went at us. And even the last day of the season, they had to win. So they just went and spanked five in, which is against, just incredible.
5: Yeah. Not against not against the team who was playing Not against crew. People.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it yeah, went against Crew or Donny or, you know,
5: uh, or Peter, but, Uh <laughs> Get that one in. <laughs> um, what a <were> question,
4: <laughs> credit,
3: <laughs> credit,
2: credit trump. Here.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even when they played us, to go down to 10 men and come to us who were, who were top of the league at the time and on form, come towards our ground, get a man sent off, and still win. Uh, and then go on that run of form was uh, yeah, to get 89 points and still, you know, not get automatic is is uh, ridiculous. So. Credit to them. Imagine. I hope they win playoffs because I don't want Wigan or Wednesday to win, and I
2: certainly don't want Sunderland to win. Um, I mean, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay, Wigan. Um, AJK asks is that Scott Twine is some play to be fair? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dave um, Scriven says it's bit. You got know, four yesterday, yeah. Um, David Scrivens says it's been a fantastic season but can we please top it off with Ben doing his man stuff video, yes (laughs) we will have Ben doing his man stuff advert, (laughs) we we saw Howard Webb after the game yesterday uh, and we were talking to him and he mentioned that he watched the podcast and he insisted and demanded that we do not change the Ben advert (laughs) 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 we've got to keep that in Um, so we'll pull on to that later on uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, Danny, let's just, before we, we've got so much to go from our point of view, but credit to all the teams, particularly those Wigan and MKs. This has been the craziest and best at League One there's been in possibly ever. And th- those We, all three of us, have played a massive part in this crazy story.
3: Yeah, we did. Um, all you need to do is look at the amount of points that at least the top eight have amassed. And... I feel for Plymouth a little bit, not getting in the playoffs with 80 points. And I believe it only happened once before in all of the EFL leagues. So that just goes to show how crazy this season has been to miss out on the playoffs with 80 points. But for the league leaders to only win it with 80, no, with 92 points. I mean, that's how compact and how good the top seven were this season, which is crazy. Um, but (laughs) <laughs> with um, with MK not quite catching us, I, th- I think we have to give credit to Chef Wednesday and Donny Rovers for doing the double over MK this season. Because without them,
2: Correct. we
3: might not have been promoted. <laughs>
2: yeah. Philip <Ronson> Lawrence <laughs> says, how sweet that Donny Rovers and Wendy's took six points each. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. It just... Exactly. But M- MK, like Ben says, brilliant side. They've played some very good football this season. And they're not on eighty point eighty nine points by mistake. Uh same with Wigan getting ninety two there, not there by mistake, but we're sat nice and pretty between the both of them on ninety points, which I believe is our second best return points wise in any season, since they brought in three points for a win. So stellar season for us, absolutely stellar. Shame we didn't cap off with the league, but I think I speak for every every Miller, we're not complaining at all. We've got the champagne ready in the fridge, the beers are flowing.
4: Happy days. I, yes. Listen, Matt. I, I can't agree. I can't agree that um, you know that we should be crediting Wigan Rotherham or McDonald's. I think it's it's a shame. It's a shame, really. You know, if you put all our fans together, we still won't fill one stand at Swillsborough. It's just not acceptable that uh, clubs <laughs> of our size should be anywhere near <laughs> competing at any at any level. To be honest, it's. Um... <laughs> It's
2: a tragedy, isn't it? <laughs> when you started lining that up, I weren't sure if it were gonna be a dig at them lot or a dig at Peterborough or a dig at somebody else. I don't know where a dig coming, I just come back work out it it was going.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. I will save uh, Peterborough for next season. I've tried trolling Dara today and unfortunately he's he's already blocked me, so I can't get I can't get to it. <laughs> I've ended up trolling somebody else with the same name, but anyway, Sorry, <laughs> another
5: to me.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's fine yeah you should do it what's his face uh their journal can't remember his name now anyway yeah yeah um mick we've got a message yeah. for you on on youtube it's from thorbo and johansson hey. Uh, hey, Hope you all this is uh the sweden shirts will never stop bringing us luck thanks for the last time see you soon this is i love you mick from thorbo I love you awesome. too mate <laughs> 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 Yes, lucky shirt. Lucky shirt works, my lucky Sweden shirt. Uh as we'll, it will be retired because I, I'm fed up fed up of it staining my other shirts with the paint rubbing off on the back. <laughs> um, but it has brought us so much luck, thankfully, this season. Bro. Well
4: listen, if 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 and when you come back, Thor Bjorn, if you um if you're gonna do another shirt swap, you need to clap some weight on first before you get back. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting in another one of them, mate. Or oh, you could lose them, mate, you could just lose it.
2: Huh? What? You <coughs> could lose weight. He says you could lose some weight. What? You could such lose a,
1: weight? That's what I said. Is
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think we've, I think we that. I think we've teased everybody enough now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about that moment, shall we? Yeah? Uh, because my legs are absolutely state. It's got such bruises down the back of my legs. Um, Mick went on an absolute journey as the ball hit the back of the net. I suppose this journey started, though, at half-time, Ben. When we uh, when the halftime whistle went and Michael Smith came down, uh, he was limping. He was limping out of the, uh, off at the first half. So that was uh, I don't know if also a lot of people might not have seen that, but that was the first sign that something might not be quite right with Michael Smith. And that turned out unfortunately. Let's talk about him briefly. It's, it's a bit of a shame, really. But mm-hmm. Vlad yeah, Georgiou coming. carrying mean, you what? Yeah, Georgia Kelly coming on. <laughs> he's uh, he's probably been
5: carrying that injury, Smith. Uh, for a long time
2: he said uh, today I, saw, I think Paul Davis article he's got a broken foot
5: yeah uh, I think I, I heard I heard some I can't remember I he's been having injections or something mm. yeah, yeah. Seven, mm. several weeks or something um, so he's obviously been carrying it for a long time and it's a broken foot you know it's <laughs> broken foot is a broken foot there's not much you can you can't play football with a broken foot realistically to a high level unless uh, you're Michael Smith Unless you're Michael Smith. <laughs> uh, unless you might yeah, unless you Michael Smith. Uh, but yeah. I was disappointed. I was because I was at the time I was thinking mm. it's a massive blow because if these, if he's going to equalize here, we're still in playoffs. We are arguably our best player, arguably one of the best mm. players in the league. Um and a big part of our season. But you know, when Kelly came on, I can't remember was it Mick that said it? You he think he's gonna be a damp squid? Did you say it was gonna be? You said you, you thought it was gonna be a damn score.
4: But as what I said, what I, me, me me, train of thought was that everybody's been talking about him and talking about him since he came, you know, and it, it it got kind of built up into into a bit of a I don't know, I've seen it before and I'm trying to remember who the player was, but we bought somebody and and he got billed as as being the next best thing, you know. I mean, and he didn't play through injury and one thing another and one thing another, and then and then we got him on pitch and he were an absolute shed. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was, and I, and and just it's always sort of stuck with me in the back of my mind. You know, we 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 anchor after players, or hanker after players to, to 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 make a start, and then when they do, they turn out to be, <laughs> they turn out to be no good. Um, and and I just thought, well, it could, is this written in stars? And I I, I was trying to tempt it really, and, I, and it worked. That's I'm gonna so I'm gonna claim responsibility for it now. I'm gonna we'll spin it round and it said and claim responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's
2: like that. that's what you're claiming anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's just relive that moment, shall we? I suppose um, the ball goes down the right hand side. Chio puts the man under pressure, and we'll come on to Chio later on his performance because he was excellent. Defender loses his head completely. Loses his head. The defender gifts the ball to one of the most dangerous right hand side players in the division. And Chio fires it in. And Georgie Kelly, with second or third touch of his Rotherham United career, buries it and buries it beautifully. Such a cool, calm finish. It was the coolest and calmest man possibly in the UK at that time. (laughs) It was just so cool. And then that moment was just an explosion of relief. I just, just amazing, Danny, just one of those moments that if you don't like football, you'll never understand the ex- the, the feeling that, <laughs> that can bring you as a footballer, it's just unrivaled of anything in life, isn't it?
3: Well, you know, you're doing somewhat well. If even Sky Sports Football claim it's scenes when he scored, <laughs> you know, you've done somewhat well. Um, but yeah, the, the funniest bit if, if I'm sure a few people have watched it back on Sky, including myself, but. <laughs> you see, up, oh, Robyn fans point to Kelly. They have to go yeah. middle past to him, and the the strike that that he takes, and he like curls just inside the post, and it's very similar to some of the goals he scored in the League of Ireland. But like you say, it was it was so composed on it, and just struck it so well. But it wasn't very calm and composed when it went net rippled, was it? Shirt were off, and he and he he were gone, <laughs> he were gone, and the scenes that I can't remember the name of her but the presenter on the on the show on Sky, mm. she's taken a video of the scenes and it's made it on every away day account that is possible <laughs> on Twitter. The scenes are incredible. I mean <laughs> when we were stood right at the back of the uh of the stands, uh just off to the right hand side of the goal. And I don't think there was a seat that survived that goal. Because just from <laughs> people launching them sends forward, just going through seats and everything just what, what a moment and what a way to announce yourself as a Rotherham United player <laughs> as well. It, He'll yeah. never forget it. I mean, in his uh, post-match interview, he, he still couldn't believe it. He was still trying to work out, you know, the stakes mm-hmm. and how and the magnitude of it all and <laughs> just, just what a moment. We've been wanting to see him for a few weeks and now he's got his chance and like we say, it was probably written in the stars that he's got his chance and he bags a debut goal but, what a moment. <laughs> what a moment. And it's something that we'll we'll never forget, probably. Mm-hmm. When, when we yeah. see Kelly again in preseason, we'll we'll all be his best mate, won't we? He'll have <laughs> he'll have two thousand two hundred best mates from the game itself, plus the rest who are watching at home or in the pubs at home. Like well you can say it's fair play to him. If his message ever gets to Georgie Kelly, fair play, mate, well done proper Rotherham United player now. I think, uh, hard as nails, good on the ball, got a decent strike on him. He'll go far, that kid, trust me. I'm calling it now, he'll go
2: far, Georgie. Yeah, I think so. If he, But if he doesn't, you'll just be remembered for that. If that's all you're remembered for as a Rotherham United player, that's it. I mean, Brian Vernon here says, Mick, it was, a, it was an Alan Lee moment. Yeah. And we talked about this after Wembley, that moments like that come along so rarely. Moments of that magnitude and of that importance... They're just so rare in football for your football club. Alan Lee for me is a benchmark of football in, of Rothering at Martin moments, mm. and that was on at least on level with it. It was just, in, almost indescribable.
4: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just that release. It's just that release of of, of completely raw emotion. You know, it, it's it's something that I don't know. You said it, Matt. You know, you, if you're not a football fan, you'll never understand. And, and it is just, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't put, I wish I could put it into words, yeah. you know, how, how it makes you feel. It's, it, it's just the most amazing feeling. And, and, and you, 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 you just go literally mental, <laughs> absolutely mental. You know, you just can't scream loud enough. You can't, you don't, don't want to do it yourself. It's like a kid at Christmas, on steroids, you know, it's like it's just it's just amazing, um, and 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 you're right in, in, in terms of the Alan Lee moment. They are, they do come along, but they come along very rarely for most clubs, once every twenty or thirty years almost. And yet, we've had two this season already. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, the season's already. Finished, but, <laughs> yeah, we've had two this season where where you just completely let go. Of, of everything, of all your faculties, of all your senses, of all your your, your emotions, they just <laughs> they just fly out there, don't they? Everywhere yeah. for anybody and everybody to see. Um, it's just it's magical. It, it's magical is what it is. Um, yeah, fantastic. Just just yeah. beautiful. Yeah AJ says so as a
2: Rotherham fan you go to bed the previous night not sleeping obviously, not of us slept on Friday night uh, but you dream of that happening yeah 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 ben we would all love ben to win 5-0 and he'd be comfortable but that's a different kind of moment having that that anxiety and that stress allows that release uh, almost adds to almost, the stress adds to it almost i suppose yeah, it don't feel the same when,
5: you know, you win 4-0. Because if we'd have won 4-0, it'd have been a bit... good day, but everyone else would have won. We'd have won 3-0 or whatever it yeah, mean. Yeah. I mean, we won 4-0. It's a bit a bit boring, isn't it? But with ours... <laughs> it's not the Rotherham United Way, is it?
4: No, exactly.
5: <laughs> with ours, you know, kind of played, I bet they played poorly on purpose just to, you know, keep it 1-0. <laughs> and it's quite in the last minute. But, now, nah, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, the anxiety in that obviously makes it feel... Much better, much better. I'd rather it have it that way. Yeah, have it that
1: way. Yeah. But what did
5: I tell you? Yeah. I'd like a, an apology, please, because uh, when we predicted the we scores, go. when we predicted the scores, I got laughed at for saying that one would be a stupid scoreline.
2: You did. I mean, you put a five four and a five yes, five. But, but uh, would you like to? Five, would, one, you like, would, you, would, would you like to? Would you like to interrupt this moment of? Talking about them one of the greatest moments in Rother's recent history to give you some praise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to that. The score prediction he that you didn't now. get right, by the way.
5: You a lot
4: <laughs>
2: of <saying>, You, you <laughs> laughed at me for saying there was going to be a mad score, and it was a mad well, score. Well, so. If you'd like to just interrupt, Danny, I will give you some praise because you predicted two 0 to Rother United. Well done. Danny. Yeah, but it,
3: but it won't quite as easy as I want it to be. I were expected thirty <laughs> minutes and sixty minutes, not not forty and eighty eight. Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. well, you wouldn't uh, have had and, that
4: feeling, uh, though, Danny, would you? You wouldn't have had that emotion. You wouldn't have true. had those scenes at the end of that game,
1: which will live in
4: everybody in Rotherham United fans' memories forever. You know, and and until the day we all die, we will yeah. always remember <laughs> those scenes. You know, and we've now got the benefit, unlike at the Alan Lee for the Alan Lee moment, where you know you had to watch ITV's coverage of it, and it was the same angle over and over and over again you've now got a million different views of it from different people, all of which is so, just as special, you know, they all show something different. They all show some more, something else that you, you don't remember. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing, you know, and and I know people bang on about limbs and everything else, but the scenes in that away and when that goal went in are, you know, it's it, oh well, and I'm not people, listen.
2: people people give vlogs a bad bad name and I couldn't do. I know you do it, Daniel. I I, I couldn't do, I couldn't concentrate on doing it. Um, and people give a bad name, but I saw myself on one of those vlogs, and it was just <laughs> special to watch myself from a different angle. I watched <laughs> myself celebrate that second goal, <laughs> and it's just something special, it's just incredible to realize from the, all those different angles. I could see myself there. Look, look, he's Amy, you know what I mean. It's yeah. just amazing. Um It is, Brian Vernon says, it's an out-of-body experience. Yeah. That's about. yeah. It, it almost is an out-of-body experience. Yeah, it again, is. If you're not a Rotherham fan or a football fan, it might sound stupid, but it just, it's just so special. And George Georgie Kelly would never have to buy himself a pint in Rotherham ever again. I'm sure he didn't buy his own drinks last night. Uh, I'm sure he got his beers bought for him, and rightly so. Um and so we,
3: we had um, we had a friend send us clips live from, I believe it was the courtyard um, yes, yeah. the, the, in Wickersley that they were in. And if you thought there were scenes with fans <laughs> when the full time whistle went, there were scenes in the courtyard afterwards as well. Good Lord. The, the <laughs> the, that, they just became footy fans for the evening, just like we would, because I'm sure anyone who's been in the pub when we got back after the game. We were all dancing about in the pub and and Mm -hmm. celebrating and the players were doing exactly the same. But like you say, if Georgie Kelly had to spend any money in the courtyard, (laughs) because I'm sure people were just lining up to buy him drinks, but fair fair play to him. the best thing, I think, because I know the management staff wanted to go out on Eckersall roads um, Mm. for their own little do, but that had to be cancelled because of the delay with fans and stuff at, at the actual game. But I think it makes it more of a special moment because it's squad and coaches all partying together that we've been promoted. And, uh, and I'm sure Warnie wanted a quiet evening, but he didn't get one, did he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Warney was no. celebrating just as hard as the players. so And they deserved it as well. <laughs> That's the best thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Uh, this is Alfie from Jimmy Williams' account. His, do- his dad bought Georgia Ke- George Kelly a drink. He did. <laughs> Paul Brock. I should- we'll give Paul Brock a shout-out, shall we? Chris yeah. um, Paul was the was the one. And he sent he sent me and Danny a couple of videos of him celebrating with the team. Um, and like we said, he, he sent a message from something from, from one of the, the media guys, and it just shows that it just allows everybody at the club, no matter what position you're in, you can just let go and relax and chill out and have a drink and just be normal human beings. If that sort of makes sense. If if we had to go into playoffs, even at Papa John's game like we talked about earlier, Ben, they couldn't properly go out and celebrate and go crazy because they'd like to worry about. But this was just—it allowed them just to chill out, just go be human beings for a bit. It just it's just—it makes me feel happy that they were allowed to do that.
5: Yeah, it is, and it's such a good moment for the players because you know you, you keep on this shit thing all, all year, you know, and you just just let go and do what you want for you know a week or whatever, for, for a night or two nights or whatever, and just go out with the whole team and just enjoy it with everybody.
2: Mm. So. Yeah. Ah, Amazing. It's just amazing, isn't it? We, we've, we've killed half an hour. I don't know. This might be a long one tonight, to be honest with you. Um, sorry, everybody. 12 our podcast, play way! <laughs> 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 Absolutely. I'm a player. The scenes, yeah. Just incredible, incredible. Um, and then the ending came, the end of the game came. And I don't... Pitch evasion on a way pitch are strange to me. Because it's not your pitch. But yeah. it's just the outpouring of emotion. Again, if, if again, if we won three 0 inside half an hour, you wouldn't get that, would you? It's just the outpouring of emotion. It looks good. I don't. I know you shouldn't pitch your view, but it just looks amazing. Sort of, strict, all them people streaming on. I just ignore the fact that people sort of almost fought with each other. They didn't actually fight with each other's talk sport, um, but they almost did. Um, so let's gloss over that part. So I'm not. I'm not in a negative mood today. Um, but those scenes on the pitch, Danny, let's forget about the bad bits. It just looked amazing. Everybody, and I don't think I've hugged as many people in my entire life as I did in that three, two or three-hour spell. It was just amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was. But like like I say, with the, with the talks but there, there, were, there, were a, there were a few punches for, thrown, but it wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. I think the Jillian fans were looking for it more, if that makes sense. Uh, and they
0: Yeah, were, were, they've were just been
3: relegated and it's frustrating and I think they just wanted to try and spoil as much as they could for us but I think we all knew mm-hmm. deep down they weren't going to spoil it we were ready to stay there all night if we had to <laughs> Um, but like I like said as well about hugging everybody at the end of the game me and my mate were just stood on the seats just wa- waving scarves about and anything that we, anything that could move in your hand we would twirling round our <laughs> heads <laughs> And um, at least three times, we nearly went over the back of the staff <laughs> on these seats. It were a prop- proper wob- wobbly seats, but we, we were there until the end, celebrating. And if you see some nutter stood on his own, waving a flag around on any of the videos of the promotion um, little promotion promotion party on the pitch, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm right at the back of the
3: stand, just going. Like that, that like <laughs> a <of> lunatic.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cal Brick says, saving Kelly for the last game of the season was 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 all part of the nast was part of the master plan. <laughs> yeah, it was as the IFC um, pointed out. That's just our commitment to drama, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just rather me and i Um and it was just good. Make I know talk, I've talked about hugging people, but going on the pitch afterwards, we didn't go. We didn't want straight away. We were sort of stood at the back stand watching everybody go yeah. on pitch, meeting up players. I think I turned to you and said, "What are we doing here? It's just good. Joining yeah, yeah. them, having a good time. <laughs> it's just yeah, cool. Yeah. and it was just amazing. Yeah. Just to be with part of that fans. Even if the players had all gone in straight away, it would have been amazing just to be part of that group of fans. Yeah, yeah. just living the best life at that moment.
4: It, it always is that last game of the season. It's always good. It's. I mean, there's a couple of points I w- I'd, I'd like to make. Obviously, yeah. the talk sport comments are just absolute. Well, what, absolute, what were the
5: comments?
4: Oh, I'm even going to. I'm not even. I've, I've, I've already told them what I think on Twitter, and that makes them quite expensive.
2: They, they claim that the scenes were marred by violence. Yeah, yeah.
4: Um, you know, listen. As far as that's concerned, it was bank holiday weekend. There's no school on Mondays, so they they weren't going to get they weren't going to get grounded until uh, these little boys were after it. So you know what I mean. So that's that part of it. Um, I've seen a couple of pictures today. And I don't know who this fan is, but I want to meet the man. One of my favourite images of, of, of Rotherham United over the years is that Lee Recklington goal against shot. And there's an image of the first bloke on the pitch that you see when, when Lee Recklington scores and, and wheels away, that you can see this bloke running on the pitch, the first lad. The first man on the pitch when George e. Sc- Kelly scored on Saturday is the same bloke. It's the same, <laughs> the same man. I don't know who you are, fella, but I tell you what: absolute kudos to you because you are my hero. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, I think it would be great to get down there and, and, and meet a few other players. I, I know Matt. You had a little, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we were, we were all waiting. We went all down to the pitch, and me, Mick,
2: and Ben sort of stood by the dugout, with the way the, the dressing, the tunnel so we could sort of hug each player as they came past. And as we've mentioned, we talked to Victor, Victor's family a few weeks ago, and Victor spotted us a mile off, he? And yeah. has And as no rule book says on here, well broke. I've, I've never seen Victor so happy to see Matt. I think he said, hello, beautiful, if I'm correct. He did. <laughs> Victor <laughs> spotted me from anything. Any that daft Sweden shirt pointed at me and hugged me. Hello, beautiful. Um, what a guy. Right, let's talk about Victor for a minute, I'll, I'm in love with Victor. <laughs> and everything about him, um, but him and all the players, Ben, they were so patient at the time. Victor was obviously somebody we were more than fond of, but they were all just amazing. The players just spending time with the fans, they, didn't, they could have just booked off straight out tunnel and no, 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 but they were all just wanted to speak to fans, hug the fans, pictures with them. Yeah, no,
5: they were they were ball after and Rathbone on on the uh, two people's shoulders, weren't right, they? Loving it, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Even yeah, and even after when they were doing all the the so many thing, they didn't they didn't shy away from pictures. They took pictures until so they was basically no one left on on yeah. uh, on pitch. So, and credit to them, and, and they've gone out in wickle after, and I'm sure they've had the exact same thing for a, a couple of hours. So, yeah, credit to them, especially uh, Victor having <laughs> I mean, a nice little hug with you.
2: <laughs> oh man, it was a great hug. Oh, one of the best hugs <laughs> we've had in a long time. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, wow! Bit of
4: bromance going off there then.
2: A big bromance, love it. I, I loved him before I met him, and then I met him, and I love him even more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, I don't know what I'll say on that one. Um Yeah,
4: I'm trying to work out mad. whether you've got red mat, whether you're blushing, or whether he's just still sunburned.
2: <laughs> it's just sunburn. I think it's just still very bad sunburn. I mean, um, let's
3: face it. We've all caught sunburn from Gillingham,
2: haven't We, we have
3: out like a raccoon. It would just straight across my <laughs> eyes. Yeah, like <laughs> i have had one of them Oculus Rifts on all day. Well, like oh
2: God. <laughs> we, we, we went with somebody else, and he was stood there obviously all game. And the right, the entire right <laughs> side of his face is bright red, but the left hand side of his face is just white. It <laughs> <He's laughs> <just> was mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny, you, you end up getting a strange souvenir, which we're we'll start a collection, aren't we, with, with your souvenirs? I'd
3: say so we can start the Victor Museum, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the story behind it is, um, if anyone's seen him on YouTube, I O F C Tiny, he's somehow absconded with um, with Victor's towel. Why is towel, of all things, I don't know, but it's then appeared like that you don't next know,
4: to were only wearing a pair of underpants, and <laughs> It
3: was like that. It was like Ronnie Moore when he wrote, when someone had the way we suck after we World making yeah. in eighty one. <laughs> but yeah, so this towel somewhere ends up at the back of the away end, and then Town just disappears somewhere else, probably on the pitch somewhere. And I'm like, oh, I'll keep over at towel, you know, just in case he wants it afterwards. And then after the game, I find him. Outside the corner shop And I I says to him Do you want this towel back? And he says No I've got Jamie Lindsay's boots You can keep it (laughs) So so I've got Victor's towel And uh, Victor if you want it back My mum has put it in the wash for you Because as soon as I got it Because I got it out my bag And she says to me It smells a bit funny I'm putting it in wash
2: It smells a picture of sweat. <laughs> I
3: mean, I thought I thought it smelled like you know, like the the sticky uh, the sticky pads that are on goalie gloves. I thought they smelled yeah, it like that, there. but my mum's got a better nose for smells than I do, so there could have been anything on that towel. But it's it's been washed and it's nice and clean for Victor if you want it. Like... This is getting a bit weird now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, shelly IOC says never seen scenes like it in the way. And after the, after yesterday. Um, for a long time. That's got to be absolutely mental. Yeah, as, as Carl Briggs says, I am surprised the scaffolding was still standing, to be fair. <laughs> that stand yeah. was
3: moving at times, I swear. It, with the sheer volume of people jumping up and down, I felt that stand moving, which was a little bit little bit off-putting, but it just uh, added to the
2: day, really. If you make the stand move, you've done something right.
3: <laughs> yeah, <you>. exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Absolutely. Paul Brooks says, at least I've got a voice today. That is a very, very good point. I like that. Um, Nina Ratcliffe's ended up with Jimmy Lindsay's boot and says, it stinks. <laughs> I, I, I would expect that, I'm afraid. <laughs> and, and Donna London says that Nevaeh's ended up with one of side two twos. only one of the side two boots. <laughs> uh, who knows where the other ones ended up. Um, I want to know if anybody has a strange momentum. We've got, we've got a towel. Uh, and we've got one boot. is there any other strange mementos anybody took I'm not counting the seat. if you took a seat that's, I'm not having that as a memento oh um, the
3: one lad who had the seat on the Sky were walking around bagging it like it were a drum that was so <laughs> funny you see all the celebrations is just a seat in the air and then he's hitting it afterwards. <laughs> we're fantastic. Me, me and my watched, like I say, me and my mum watched it back and she just goes, Has someone got the seat? And there's just this green seat being paraded around the pitch. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Uh Brian Vernon says, Spare a thought for us that had to drive yesterday. Only my one glass of champagne, but Georgie Kelly isn't instant. Miller's cult hero. Mick, you were also the designated driver. We didn't go crazy, but you were also one of the designated drivers yesterday, so you have everybody's sympathies, I think.
4: Oh, all right, enjoy it, mate. No problem. <laughs>
2: We're just, I'm sure we just—I'm sure we all owe you one for next season. Which is yeah, you shame. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rollinson says, "You know, it's a special moment when you shout that much, yes. get dizzy, head rush, and fall back in your seat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had that against it, yeah. which It's not nice. <laughs> yeah. But I said we said before you went for a journey, didn't you? We were halfway danced at top, top yeah. tier. You went for a journey t- top, didn't you?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to. Uh, I, I yeah, I had a bit of. A, I went to see Danny and Torello came with us and uh, had, a, had a big a big hug with them. And then I I met up with uh, with somebody else at the top of the stand there and had a had a big hug with uh, with that person as well. So that was nice. I mean, you got if you, as long as you don't say his name, I think you can say who it was. I will. Uh, uh, yes, I, I don't know, but yeah, I had a big hug with the RUFC at the top there, we uh, we shared a, We shared the moment, fantastic <laughs> moment, yes, uh, it was great, it was amazing, it was beautiful man, absolutely yeah. beautiful, <laughs> yeah,
2: and if anybody was wondering how crazy the celebrations got last night in Wickersley, Paul Brock said it was mad the celebrations last night, <laughs> Shane Ferguson's crutch hit him on the head. That's <laughs> the fact Fergus got out with his crutches that's brilliant <laughs> uh, Matt King Matt King's with us on, on YouTube Ollie Rathbone has his scarf he's had it since the Millwall days good job he's half decent alright a bit distraught <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah let's uh, let's talk we'll come all back to all this I'm sure to and fro let's talk about some individual performances um, we talked about Georgie Kelly's brief introduction but I'm sure we'll come back to that for many years to come let's give praise to the defence Danny because and not just from yesterday let's give praise to the defence forever because uh, they've now broken the club record of 27 clean sheets in the season we've ended the league with the second best defensive record in our history only one goal off the 80-81 team which I think was 32 the defence performance yeah they've had a few moments but for the for Forty four games out of forty six, that defence has been amazing. Almost,
3: yeah, it has. I mean, like you say, club record clean sheets in a in a season in all competitions. I think it's twenty seven now. Into, mm, um, yeah. but I'd also like to add that I said to Victor to break the record after we met up with them after Ipswich, and he has done. Um, and yeah, it's just testament to how good this team's been. I've seen countless people tweet saying only conceding eleven goals away from home all season and keeping 15 clean sheets away from home in the league, it's it's just crazy stats. And I think on paper, it is one of the best Robben United teams in our nearly nearly 100-year history, which is in, an insane thing to say. Um, but it is testament to how good this team is and this team Paul Warren's built that they're able to have those numbers like little asterisks next to their names you know we were part of one of Rotherham's best teams in modern history in terms of in in like defensive stats and and even scoring I mean in all competitions this season we scored 113 goals across the board which is still crazy numbers but the fact the defence has kept um, kept that many clean sheets and only conceded a minuscule number of goals compared to games played it's it's Mm. fantastic And it fair play to every single one of them who's prepared in that back three this season.
2: Absolutely. And there's some great stats, but Will Roebuck with a great one. We've had as many clean sheets as Wimbledon have had games without a win. Um, Which is a great one. Which is a great one. On strange stuff, Donald London says, not something strange we took when Nevaeh gave her, Chio, her rainbow sunglasses, which both (laughs) he and Vickers wore as feature in the Sky. So yeah, if you saw Chio with (laughs) sunglasses on and Vickers... They were from Nevea. Um Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of records. Of, I, I'm sure there are more than this experience remake, But it's the second highest points total in the club's history. Second best defensive record in the club's history. Best, uh, most amount of clean sheets in the season in the club's history. And the longest unbeaten run this season in the club's history. Where, when and how highly can we start ranking these boys in the list of great Rotherham teams?
4: Well, oh, you've missed two. Two more stats off that, aren't you? yeah. It, that way, we. we got promoted as well. Yeah. So, I, I, and I don't see how you can't say that this is probably the best team and best season in the club's history.
5: We've I
4: been saying
5: it for three years, though. We've been saying that this team has the potential to be. Yeah.
4: yeah. We've been we saying
5: have, it when, when we didn't have all the pieces, and we had, you know, the young. We had. we starting to develop. We said this team has the potential to be one of the best teams that you've seen in a while, and look, look what he's done now.
4: Absolutely, is what happened? He
5: manage the time.
4: I don't see an argument against it. I don't. I'm sorry, you know. I know the eighty eighty one squad was unbelievable, and it was unbelievable. Um, and but it was of its time, you know. And I, and I genuinely believe that what this squad have achieved this season um, surpasses that. Just, just on paper, it surpasses it. Let alone. Let alone what they've created in terms of a culture and 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 a a sustainable football club. Because bear in mind that the eighty eighty one season was built on the back of an unsustainable business model. Um, in the term, in, in in the sense, we've got Anton Johnson and his and his stupid fur coat and, and fur coat. Uh, what are you talking about? It was glorious. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Yeah. This this this. this this success has been built for ten years now, uh, since moving back into Rotherham, and 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 it's been it's, it's, you know this is a culmination of that ten years work, um, and and for me the best um, part of this squad um, is 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 that management team, you know Andy Warrington, Matt Amshaw, Richard Barker, and Paul Warren, for me are up there with with the best managers in certainly in league one, in my view personally, and I am biased. I accept that they're up there with the best management team in the whole of the football league and premier league. Um, I just, they they are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. Um, what they've done and what they've created here, if they're allowed to continue it and have the will to continue it because the stress, that, that Paul Warren was showing towards the back end of the season and and, and, and the, the man looked absolutely wrecked after that game on Saturday as he walked off uh, down the tunnel and let the player to let the players celebrate he looked absolutely wrecked um so but but what they've done is just amazing and it's the best I've ever seen in my lifetime you know as a as, as a complete package and now on paper as well. You know, backed up by stats, it's just fabulous. It really is. I am so proud. There's a strong possibility, Ben, you'll never see a season like this ever
2: again. So to win a cup and to win a to win a second to win two essentially two trophies, that's never happened in Rollins history, and the chances of it happening again are very, very slim. So, it's a matter of saving it, savoring it, and remembering these players for what they are now. They are now legends.
5: Yeah,
2: cool. Well, we Moving on, <laughs> <in your lecture.
5: laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
5: yeah, obviously, I've not experienced uh, what well, mixed experience. I think you know, I think you're probably one of the oldest rather than fans. i
3: I'll come back to you if you've stopped burping over. <laughs> I, I quite hope it. Uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is why you don't eat during a live
5: broadcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I didn't experience it so much as much Mick experience, but yeah, I, I think it's the best brother team ever. I mean, if you look at the quality of players that we've got—not even what we've achieved, but Odbene who's you know probably going to want to play Premier League. Smith, who he's ridiculous. We've got Vickers and yeah, uh, we've got Vickers and Johansson. Vickers, who is an established football league goalkeeper, who's very very good keeper. Johansson's probably going to want to play Premier League. Like it is absurd the players we've got, and um, yeah, not only that they've actually achieved uh, past expectations. You know, they're not all this; they're not a team just full of hype and potential. They've actually done something. You know, cause you see a lot of teams now getting uh, hmm. like paid off of his potential and stuff like that, and hyped up. But we've actually done it and won a cup, nearly done double.
2: A um, hey, double of sorts. Yeah, you, you still, you still get, get a yeah, trophy. Yeah. So you yeah, got a so double. It's you know, technically, double point of view. technically, it's a double. Technically, it's a double. Um, John Hinslow says, "Don't forget Rob Scott. Mick, that's a valid point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's out the Hatfield money. From my understanding, Chio is a very good example of that we signed Chio largely because of Rob Scott's connection with Brentford, original connections. Mm-hmm. So the, it's a wider, it's a wider story than just everybody else. <laughs> Will Roebuck says, "Sad to say, he's fallen a victim." to fall in love with loan players. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Very, very much so. Let's talk about, against so a couple of, I think, what I would consider records. Uh, Paul Warren now goes on to be the most successful manager in Rotherby United's history. Now with three promotions, nobody in the history of the club has got more than two promotions. Uh, Paul Warren now moves ahead of those, adding to the other Papa John's as well. That just ticks the box as well, ticks the box as well uh, you've got people like Woody, Icky, Smith and Mattock, who all stand on three promotions as a players. I haven't checked that but I don't think there are many other players, if any other players that have got three promotions with this club before, we will check that though for the next podcast and again Danny, that's that's I've reeled off so far about ten records that we broke this season um, just your view on what I've just asked Nick about this squad and where they lie in the history of this amazing football club
3: well, with the whole um, lower league, uh, well, we'll call it the the, um, the, the second-place lower league double, because in, in the EFL, you still win a trophy for second place. I think there's only been eight or nine teams that have ever won the won the EFL trophy and been promoted in the same season. Um, and so we are in that now in that list, a list that includes like Wolverhampton, Birmingham, Bristol City, uh, Barnsley. And um, I think MK Don's did it as well, but now we're in that list, but we're in the list as two-time winners of that competition now. And um, like you say, Paul Warren on paper now is Rotherham's most successful manager by, um, by promotions. And um, it's testament to the hard work that not just Paul Warren puts in, but the entire team that he's got, both coaching staff and players. And, um, saw a comment saying Ollie Rathbun's signing of the season and even he said, if you'd have said to him when he played for Rochdale against us in July that come the end of the season he'd be a, he'd be a Rotherham player and win a trophy and promotion and play 50, 50 games for us, he'd have stamped your hand off and have signed the deal much sooner. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that is also a testament to Paul Warren. A lot of players sign through his influence like if you watch interviews of players signing on uh, they say they say well, why do you want to sign to R- for Overham United and it's basically through Paul Warren selling the club which is a fantastic asset to have a manager that not just sells you the club but tells you why you shouldn't sign for the club which makes you want to sign for that club even more it's a fantastic way of Paul Warren conducting his business and I think Warney's earned at least a two-week holiday as a bare minimum. <laughs> because, because the pictures have come out of him after the game with his head in his hands and he looks absolutely shattered, do not say, But this is Paul Warn's first season as uh, as automatic promotion that isn't mm. affected by COVID. And I think the stress level must have got to him somewhat, especially with the, the bad runner form towards the end of the season. But Warnie will go down as one of the greats. We'll look back in... However, many decades' time, and say that Rotherham side that Paul Warren built that season was fantastic and is what and is Rotherham's one of Rotherham's best ever managers. And it comes back to the thing of in a few years, this club will be a hundred years old officially. Um, and we are currently living in a time where we've had one of the best squads ever and one of the best seasons ever. There are only it maybe three that rank above this one, but through various means, this one could be argued as being the best one. And I think it's all down its all down to Paul Warren leading the squad um, from the dugout. But as a collective, it's the whole club that's all gelled together and all worked fantastically well. And I think every single person that has on their CV works for Rotherham United needs credit for this season whether it's Paul Warren, Sam Todd in the media department, the players, the people who do the analysis behind the scenes and stuff like that, even down to the people who make the food at the training ground, this season has all worked as a collective from that, that team, the whole team, not just the players. And it's going to be a very fun summer. In it because there's no, there's no World Cup this summer, so we can just keep living this season right up until July 30th when the next season starts.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh, Will Robock on the promotion says, Am I right in thinking Frex had three with us? It could be wrong. He has sort of said, Yeah, Frex had two, and he left partway through a third promotion winning team. So we did get promoted, so you could technically say he was promoted because he, he played until January. Depends how, you, depends how you judge it. Uh, we'll, we'll give we'll give
3: two and a half. We'll give him two and a half.
2: <laughs> if it weren't Frex, we'll like we yeah. Mm. If it were anybody else, they wouldn't get it. But for, for Lee Frecklington, I will count. We'll count it as a third one. Um, we're probably gonna go probably an hour and a half tonight. I would have thought everybody. Um, so apologies if we, if uh, if i will just let you know. Now we've gone 55 minutes, and I've still got two or three topics we want to cover. Um, <laughs> so, but it's a promotion special. i many a promotion special do we get to do, get to get to do. Uh, Mick, I've done. Three, we've done three
3: in last five years, Matt. <laughs> we've had three yes. promotions in last
2: five. <laughs> True, but the cool one was weird, wasn't it? Um, I suppose. Uh, Mick, I had a comment earlier saying me and you were the wrong way around on the screen. I know this was yeah. a really special is that right?
4: Oh, that's better. That's I feel that, that is better, actually. I, I suddenly feel more, more alive. i
2: <laughs> was <What laughs> to the audio listeners, that won't make any sense to your side. You yeah. that one. Um, Phil Rollinson with a note comment here, which Mick is uh, concerned about how emotionally exhausted Paul Warren looked and whether he would consider it if it is worth it in the best interest of himself and his family. We were having this uh, the, almost the identical conversation this time last year um, because that was obviously a different kind of emotional drainage but it was a significant emotional drainage. And he's just so... And I mean this in the nicest way, and, and, and this isn't a negative, but he invests himself so emotionally. And, that, and that's why he's so good. That's why the players love him. That's why we love him, because he's so emotionally invested in the club. But my opinion is I hope I'm right. That a couple of weeks away and it'd be raring to go. I, I think he can't wait for pre-season again. That's how I hope it goes. Um, but at the same time, you could you could say, right, I, I don't need this anymore.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, yeah, as, as you become more experienced in a job, whatever that job may be, you become more experienced in dealing with the stresses and strains and, and everything else that, that come with the job. Um, but you couple that with, like you've said there, you know, that that man is more emotionally invested in this club than me, you, Danny, Ben put together, you know? <laughs> He's it's everything to him. It not only is it his is it his job, but you know he's a fan and a supporter of the club as well. So so uh, uh, his whole life outside of his family revolves around Rotherham United, um, and, and and it's a stressful job anyway, as as we're aware, you know. And when 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 he gets pressure from fans when when things aren't going well, that's obviously going to cause a problem as well. It's going to make it more difficult um and, and 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 the relief he must have felt on 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 uh, on saturday was probably tenfold what we all felt you know but but but, but in a different way just because he's 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 invested so much in it you know emotionally and he's going to be absolutely absolutely drained uh, as as are all of them you know not not just not just Warnie, but but you know, the, the rest of the team as well. And and as Danny's just mentioned there, all those other people behind the scenes who've all worked and invested their time, uh, yeah, I accept it's their job. I accept and I understand that, but it's a football club, this this is not not this is not an ordinary job. You know, because what you're doing is you're carrying people's hopes and expectations and and and, and you're carrying people's emotions as well along with you. Not only your own, but everybody else's. Um, you know, and the expectation on you is massive. It's it's huge, and 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 while we all moan and groan about it, sometimes we don't understand and recognise the fact that you know the the impact it's going to have on 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 a man like Paul Warren and 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 and, other pl- and players and and his team as well. You know, we we he's it, just an amazing character. You know, and and his emotional strength and emotional. Um, I, I hate to use this term because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a bit of an arsehole, excuse my French term, isn't it? But I can't think of a better one. It's emotional intelligence. It is just beyond anything I've ever seen. And I don't even know the bloke. you know, just looking at it from from mm. from, from the outside. It is just it's just immense. The man is absolutely immense. But the pressure that's been on him, I don't know whether that will take its toll or how that will take its toll on him and whether he's Going to be able to bounce to keep bouncing back, um, because it clearly does have a massive effect on him, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, different, I would say, one.
2: is his post matches, so certainly, we had one of five live on the way back. It was very positive, mm. you know, he weren't, weren't down in the dumps, um, no, yeah. thankfully, which is good. But it is, it feels like me one of those we saw this at Wembley a couple of years ago, uh, in the playoff final, where Sky almost forced him to go get involved with the celebrations. And you can tell he didn't really want to be there. It's yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's very much sort of, he wants, he wants to stay behind the scenes in terms of the credit. He, he's, he's thinking to he said it before, isn't it? He The player's credit, if they do well, if things go wrong, that's his fault. And that's almost how he likes it, I think. Um, but yeah, I hope he stays. I'm sure he so, will. I think we might I, be making more of this.
4: I, I'm sure him. he will. I'm sure he will. I took some flack on Twitter for saying we shouldn't be criticising him. And and I stand by that, we should not be criticising him when he makes a mistake, you know? Because all we're doing is putting more pressure on him, on him emotionally, when it's unnecessary, you know? None of us, none of us as supporters know better, have any better idea how to do that job than he does. None of us, much as we all might like to think we do, you know, at times, you know, that substitution was stupid or why did he pick that team or whatever. None of us have that that sort of that sort of breadth, depth of knowledge. We should not be criticizing him because he isn't any ordinary manager. You know what i mean I don't know whether that makes sense or not i don't I don't know whether it does, but I just feel I feel that any sort of criticism of that team, that management team is utterly counterproductive because none of yeah. us know any better than they do. I think you're
2: probably right. Uh, we're going to have a very mm-hmm. quick break from Manscaped because we had requests for this advert. So we'll see
0: in a couple of <laughs> minutes where we'll go talk much more, Millers. Uh, we'll this see one's about, for you, uh, Webby. This one's for you, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and Happy New Year from us all at New York Talk. Uh, there's only foreigners, but Happy New Year. Uh, also, from Happy New Year for my friends at Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0. Um, which is kind of well-known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the Performance Package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls. So they, they work very well. Uh, I, would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light uh, it comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on so it's very good, it comes with a little charging port, which is also a little holder yeah I highly recommend it I use it and
4: I, I highly recommend it you highly recommend it Ben, you highly recommend that somebody goes to manscape.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off, free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben either
2: recommends it. <laughs> so that advert lasted for about one minute, 24 seconds. I should say thanks to Manscaped for supporting this podcast. We are very appreciative of the support they give us. One minute, 24 seconds. And Ben's got more food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be glad.
5: I'm a big lad, I don't know if anyone's, obviously people that have seen us in real life, you know, that Matt make a and I'm taller. Uh, I don't I'm a big think you <laughs> because you know it's true, because he's seen you <laughs> in real life. I, don't,
2: I don't think you're call it. anyway, moving on, moving on quickly. I mean, just moving for context,
3: Benny's taller than me, just for context, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm six foot in the right shoes, and Ben's taller than me, <laughs> by at least three inches, so, yeah. <laughs> quickly moving on.
2: <laughs> um, so Robinson, before the game yesterday a so-called fan on Facebook said whatever the result Warren needs to go he's not going to be experienced for the championship that may well be uh, a contender for Mick's uh, stupid social media moment of the year um, <laughs> uh, anyway. um, just a heads up next Sunday we will be doing our end of season awards show at some point this week there will be the awards for you all to vote on, I think there's 10 categories I've done and um, and you will vote on them. Black tie event for us, so we won't see us in our football shirts next week, next Sunday. There'll be the bow ties on, nice shiny ties, nice fancy shirts. Um, As we get the gold envelopes out and do the Iron end of season awards, thankfully we can do that. We could have either been playing the second leg of the playoff semi final, or we could do our yeah. awards. <laughs> so we're going to do the awards show um, that we obviously that Sunday, live on YouTube. Our Monday, obviously for the podcast. Um, and we'll keep going as much as we can throughout the summer, keeping you up to date with Rugby United stuff and nonsense um, I think I don't think we've talked to, talked about the Georgia Kelly goal for too long now um, so let's just go back um, Paul Barnfield says I know nothing about football anymore, I said to him I wouldn't bring Kelly on in that type of game it's too much pressure for him yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben, you were, I'd, you bad, uh, I'd Georgia Kelly you would not have believed that was his first ever game in England because he just took to it like, oh, yeah, he might have been trying a bit hard at times, but he just took to it straight away. Forget about the goal, he would just look comfortable. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to
5: criticize you anyway. I think that he could have put a bit more effort in. God's sake, <laughs> genuinely. Obviously, the goal is you know, calm and composed finish. I think I think he could have pressed down a little bit more. I'm just saying. That's all, I, obviously credit to him, I'll you know, come out in the high pressure situation. And uh I mean big decision from one bringing him on and not Coyote. Um mm, big decision. Big decision. Uh and credit to me, you know, he you, you ran with it, Kelly. Uh but yeah, I think if he pressed down a little more then uh
2: can't no, I'm joking. It. uh well I'm not <laughs> joking, but yeah. I can't believe He's created one of the best moments in oh. this club's history in however <laughs> many years, and you're finding something to criticise about him. I Only a little bit. It. Only a little thing.
5: Only a little thing. I think he could have pissed down a little bit more. That's it. But
2: Benny, Benny nearly
3: got an assist when he came on after two minutes. Yeah. It was ruled out for half-side and I need to have questions with that linesman. But right. um, I... no, he played well. Yeah, he played, I, I can I can see what you're saying about him being a bit more involved. But bear in mind that was his first ever game in English football. I, I think when he came on initially, it we was a bit, right, He's what to job to do I
5: need to do? Yeah, him. it's
3: like, right, What what job do I need to do? And I think when he relaxed into it a little bit more, especially after the first five minutes of him getting his bearings and everything, he put in a cracking performance. I think. And, th- and then af- after his goal, he-, he knew his job was to see it out then. But mm. again, he-, he nearly got a brace. Yeah. He nearly got a brace. If if he commits to it a bit more, which I can see why he didn't, but if he commits to that to that chance a bit more, we could be talking about a Georgie Kelly brace on his debut, which w- which would have been even better limbs. You know, at that point, he's in the way ahead with us. I can't, I can't he's not on the good. pitch anymore. Oh. He's in the stand with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um But, yeah, (laughs) I I, I think it's it's one of the best 10 minutes I've ever seen from a player in a Rotherham shirt. (laughs) And so far, it's his only 10 minutes. So, I'm I'm very looking forward to seeing him again in pre-season and seeing uh, what he's actually made of. Because as soon as he gets a Rotherham pre-season under his belt, the sky's the limit for him, I think. Mm. I think that's a good
4: point, Danny. I think he's not Rotherham United fit yet. Um, Even yesterday, he's obviously had an injury since he came as well. Um, but, but he's, he's not quite rather United fit but when he is he obviously knows where the net is if he as soon as he starts you know as he starts ticking and banging into the way that we play he's going to be a, a real handful that was proper handful but in the meantime he's just given us one of the best days of our lives
2: mm. yeah yeah Good start. Alex Alex possibly said he would, have, he would have been the stand with us and down the tunnel for a second yellow <laughs> we an eventful debut yeah it, it wouldn't regret it though. It, I, I know it wouldn't regret it, would it? Um, we saw Phil Ronson yesterday, and to be fair, he says uh, so. To be fair, in the flesh, yesterday Ben was taller than I was expecting, but I was right. he has the attention span of my four-year-old grandson, <laughs> any, any of that inaccurate, Ben? No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, never you mean? Uh Will Roebuck, is it just me, or would you rather get promoted away from home, which doesn't happen very often, Ben? But it would have been special in New York. Don't get us wrong, but to have all the fans, you sort of because you're packed together a bit more, you're all forced together. It is a bit more special. It's different yeah. when you're in the away end. It's different in the
5: away end, and then, you know the limbs wouldn't have been as good as if if it, if it was in New York. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know. And not every seat. Well, I'm, I'm sure every seat would have been yeah, old, but anyway, it's just different, you know. You're around different people because in the home games, you're around the same people every week, but you're just around with some random people you're going to see again that you can just jump and hug and do whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, to be honest, I'd rather the limit be, I'd rather a, a situation be like that further at home, further
2: away from home. Yeah, Ben, I have a question because I was stood next to you all game. After the Georgia Kelly go, who did you celebrate with? Because I don't think I uh, celebrated with you. I turned I to next year. I turned to Mick and he'd gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of went
5: on the stairs, jumped, and then ran, ran to you, jumped on you,
2: and then tried to find Mick. I just couldn't find him. <laughs> I don't know who stood next to us and I have no idea who they were, but they were all hugging, so I just went and joined in. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know whoever were behind us. Um. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> what did you hug? So tell, tell me who you hugged.
3: Um. I was stood with more or less the whole Kimmy Park mob at that time. Um. So there, there was my mates Reese, Jordan, Dom. Uh, Nivea was there as well. Tani was there, and um we all sort of like cobbled together at one bit. Jordan's just ended up up in the air somehow, and. um <laughs> I'm really happy I wasn't caught celebrating on Sky because there was a moment where I just turned into a bit of space next to me. And we're just bouncing up and down to myself, screaming like <laughs> like, like some sort of lunatic. And it was just that—that that were my celebrations. It—it it, it was with everybody, but also to myself because I—I I think we all willed Kelly to score. It's, well, we we all chanted when he came on. If Kelly scores, around are on the pitch. It's the same situation. But like, well, the same situation, like when Angus came on against Wimbledon, we sort of willed him to score mm-hmm. and he very, very nearly did. And we've done the exact same thing with Georgie Kelly, but he actually did bury the chance. And mm-hmm. I dread to think what would have happened at Wimbledon if Angus had have scored that goal, because if you look at how we celebrated at Gillian, with Kelly coming on, I, th- I think th- those limbs, I think we've got another contender for our uh, one of our categories, limbs of the season. I think we've got Chef Wednesday, Doncaster, and now Gillingham as, as three of the, the nominees now. Um, <laughs> but just special moment in it that will live with you for a long time. It'll certainly live with me for a long time because I've got it recorded on my Skybox. <laughs> so so I, if I'm ever feeling a bit down, just like,
2: right, just put Kelly's goal on. Yep, feel better now. <laughs> absolute disaster in the likes household. I recorded the MK Dons game. And not the Rotherham game. Oh no! <laughs> I was absolutely got. I got home to put it back to put, to put all right. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, goodness, <laughs> goodness, you goodness. clown! Oh,
5: yeah. Says uh, him. Um, Says him. I, I recorded it for me and Mick because he forgot when we left. <laughs> um,
2: it could have been worse. He could have forgot sun cream. You know what I mean, Ben? So. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I got yeah. not to a twist.
5: I don't know if you can see
2: that. Get lost. Um, let's give a moment of praise for Gillingham uh, for for parts of Gillingham. Mick, first of all, Jamie says you used to work with Gillingham keeper at Liquid Nightclub and en- Envy. Uh, Aaron Chapman, a Robin boy, was excellent. He had a, a yeah. I, 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 we haven't watched him all season. But that can't be far off his game of the season.
4: Yeah, he he, he, had, he made a couple of worldies. Didn't he? Made a couple of worldies. I mean, we, when we, when he played at our place, I don't think he had a particularly good game. Uh, well, he didn't have a good game, did he? I mean, he no, conceded he didn't. four goals, didn't so um, no. it, it, five. Sorry, he can never, he can never really be called a. <laughs> can't really be called a good game for a keeper, but uh, he kept him in the game on Saturday without a question, you know. And up until that point, they were still in it. Up until that point, that Georgie Kelly scored, <laughs> they were still in it. And and to be fair, he had no chance with that. He'd that as a keeper. I mean, he's seen the ball going across goal, so he's, he's got his weight onto his right foot. And then George Killers hit it to his left. He, he just it was completely left stranded uh, by, by the finish. But um, yeah, it could have been three or four nil had it not been for uh, for that lad on Saturday. He had a cracking game, cracking game.
2: Yeah. Um, and before we come on to their fans, Ben, let's have a word of criticism for Gillingham Gillingham's players because I thought they went down with a complete whimper. Nothing, nothing to do with that. Obviously, anything that affects us. But if that was my team that had, that had sort of gone down like that, I would be really frustrated oh, because again, I, we're going to praise the fans in a minute. But I thought they're, they're I thought the players let them down. To be honest with you, embarrassing. You know, Fleetwood lost. <clears throat> maybe not all. Maybe not all. Let's let, let's be clear. Maybe not all the players, but as a unit, I thought mm. they let them down. 100. percent You know, I, I said it to you. You know,
5: we all thought like, they were on top at the you know second half. But I look back and they weren't. It were the fans. They had a corner. You know, they, they didn't really have mm-hmm. any major chances. They had a corner. That's it. You know, it were the fans that did it to. them. And the fans were a good old game for them. You know, they needed one goal. Imagine that. You need one goal to stay up. You need one goal to stay up. And you had eighty nine minutes to do it, and you didn't even get close. Didn't even. Didn't even In get. Ball, close. That's it, isn't it? You know, it's it, yeah, it's really poor, and I feel bad for the fans. And the players didn't come out after. For them, which is uh, that's it, that's embarrassing. That That's yeah, that's truly embarrassing. At. And what their manager said afterwards,
2: you what? If it was, they chose to, if they weren't ordered to do it from stewards and police, yeah, uh, if, they, if they chose not to go out, it's poor. Definitely.
5: if They chose not to go out, then that, that's really poor. And you know, I, I've seen what the manager said about them, they were a manager, yeah. and
2: you know, he's uh, doesn't look like he's wrong, yeah. No, I agree. And I don't want I don't, I to go too far to say I like Neil Harris but I, I massively respect him Ooh. as a football man. Um, and I hope for Jillingham's sake that they, they do well. I have no ill feeling or positive feeling towards, towards to be honest with you. Um, but let's give praise to their fans now. Jill's, Jill's in the Blood, who does a lot of contact, content on YouTube, is very, very good and brutally honest. Um, and their fans, Becco Ben says, I thought their fans were brilliant. Their, their fans worried me more than the their players did. I thought their fans were excellent.
3: Mm, yeah, I, I think the word, just apologies in the background, the dog is trying <laughs> to rag out my mum's uh, bubble in her hair, and um, isn't letting up, <laughs> by the looks of it, but yeah, anyway, the Gillian fans... This is the kind um, of
2: content you get on this channel, boys, boys and yeah. girls, YouTube and all of oh, iTunes, this is the kind of thing that we put our top I, I, of-
3: I mean, th- this is better than some of the stuff that you saw when news anchors were working from home, because everything <laughs> could go wrong there, but anyway... Um, yeah, the Gilliam fans as a as a whole, the Gilliam fans were very good, and um, they they were willing the team on, especially when they found out that Fleetwood was losing. Their volume ramped up to no end, and it did equate to a fifteen minute spell where Gilliam looked very very dangerous. And um, I think it was towards the end of the first half where they hit the underside of the bar, mm. and I think everyone's heart stopped in the away end when that happened because we're like, oh no, this, this isn't good. But, like the manager said, he were brutally honest and I think for the second half, up until Kelly's, Kelly's goal, they were in it, but as soon as that happened, they just down tools and didn't really um, put a shift in. But the one criticism is of course the Gillian fans who took the absolute mickey trying to get uh, in off the pitch at mm. the end of the game. Um, Probably a bit of criticism for the Gillingham Stewards that left a fair bit to be desired about. Uh, I don't know if you, if you three heard me, but I were absolutely screaming at the police on the stand on the right-hand side of the away end, like, going sort it out, because they were just stood there chatting. Oh, yeah. uh, if that was South Yorkshire Police, they'd have been on it like that, wouldn't they? The fans separated, pushed them back into their stand and done with it. But the cameras were more bothered about filming the away end than filming their actual fans acting up and... It was best part of, what, half an hour, an hour maybe, until their fans cleared yeah, off. Oh, yeah, yeah we, and then they were chanting stuff to us as they walked past at the back of the away end. Um, but as a collective, Gillingham fans, very, very good and impressed with you. But it, you've been let down not just by your team's performance, but also through a structure that we don't really know the ins and yeah. outs. But from what Alex Neil said, it, it definitely needs work. And of course, let down by the idiots on the pitch as well. But I don't know. I think I'll be quite keeping a quiet eye on Gillingham next season because, in all honesty, it could go either way for them if they rebuild and and crack on with it with Alex Neil because he's committed to it. If they crack uh, on, Alex no, Neil, they, Neil Harris, uh, Neil Harris, sorry, Neil Harris. Um, if, if he if he's committed to it and he cracks on with it, and fair play, but. If it goes from bad to worse, I think I will feel for Gillingham because, take away the scaffolding, I understand, it is actually quite a nice stadium, nice retro stadium. Yeah. We just need a roof for it now, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. did we blow it off with the noise? That's the question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Ian Clark says he won a pint out of yesterday. He had a bet with his mate that Georgia Kelly would come on and get minutes on the pitch where get, his mate was adamant we wouldn't see him all season. He was particularly good with the Southern prices, uh, tasted. <laughs> Particularly good, yeah. Mick bought the round yesterday, didn't you? Poor Mick, five pound a pint.
4: Literally <laughs> poor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say something. They've problems at yeah. Dillingham,
4: aren't they? I mean, let's be fair; they've got a chairman called Scally for a start. I mean, Clint names it, clues it, title in it there. <laughs> you could call him
3: a Scallywag, <laughs> hey?
2: <laughs> yeah, Cheryl Stone says, Loved it when the fans were singing to Ronnie. Uh, that will happen to Paul Warned many years to come. Yeah, that was a nice moment. It, it just shows that this, this is not unique to Rotherham United, Mick. That if you do well at a football club, you'll be remembered basically forever. As long as you don't like down tools and put in a transfer request and don't you know, just <laughs> isolate yourself from your team, you'll be remembered forever in a positive <laughs> way.
4: I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. <laughs> I, who knows? Yeah, listen we, all, Ronnie, obviously. listen, we all love Ronnie Moore. We all love what he's done for our football club and the fact that he's still here all those years later. You know, uh, he loves the club. We love him and, and he deserves all the credit and the adulation that he gets from Rotherham United supporters. Um and he because... would actually him, waved to him as well. Warnie, Warnie, Warnie shouted at yeah, yeah, yeah. him as well, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. It, the man's a legend. He's a legend at this club. And and even though he didn't get in our starting 11, greatest 11, as uh, a striker, you know, he um, he got in as manager. Um, and, and rightly so, because up until, up until the last couple of years, he was the best manager that we've ever had. Unfortunately, he might end up having to uh, drop down to uh, drop down to striker again now. <laughs> yeah. But either way, he's always going to make that that greatest um, greatest squad one way or the other because he's an absolute legend. Yeah,
3: I, I'm going to sound like a proper youngun saying this, but that's the first time I've heard that Ronnie Moore chant, and I loved it. Great, right? it, it, it was it was so good. But I will admit, uh, I have made a Georgie Kelly version of that chant. Uh. Do um, you want me to give you a rendition or should we leave it to later?
2: Go for it, mate. Go all right. Uh,
3: Kelly, Kelly, Georgie Kelly. He strikes the ball, is from Donegal. Georgie Kelly.
2: There you go. If anyone else gets on that, I mean, we've got to wait three months. I mean, maybe we should just say that <laughs> until July because uh, we've we'll <laughs> forgot it about it. Um, but yeah. uh, Will Roebuck says, I'd like to think this uh, the scenes with Grig means he'll be back. The attitude of a permanent signing. Yeah, Ben, without reference to anybody else, it's really good to see the people that came to the game. Vickers is injured, Shane Ferguson's injured, Will Griggs technically not our player, although he's on loan. <laughs>
4: um,
2: it's just great to see them involved and just buzzing because they could have on Sky Sports, they could have just stayed at home with the family and not spent eight hours of the day away from that. But they chose to come down and it, i just love seeing it. <laughs> you know, yeah, and he weren't, you know, weren't straight off. He were in,
5: you know, we in, in game promotion as well. So yeah. Yeah think he's going to be permanent standing you know not to highlight anyone but yeah not everyone does that um, even permanent players but yeah I think he'll be back next season I hope he's back next season but he just says to the culture that we've got at the club mm. you know, it's ridiculous not a lot of people would do that no. and, I, and I'm judging from the clubs he's been at which I don't know what his time was like at Wigan uh, I can almost certainly guess what his time was like at Sunderland but I mean, I don't think, you know, I think Rodham's going to be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of that. So unless you want stupid wages, I think he'll come back.
2: Well, I'm not going to comment any further because I'll we'll probably talk about it next time. We've got lots to cover in the summer. Um, so I think we'll probably cover that through there. We'll sort of, sort of wrap up. This is obviously our final review episode of the season. Final review episode until August because the game will be in July. Um, so thank you, we haven't quite finished yet we'll have a couple more things, but thank you for start start thanking everybody who's been, who's helped us along the way we've had us four, Will Daniels has been on, Lewis Oldham's been on um, we had a few of you fans coming on uh, as well, which we're going to continue throughout summer, so if you want to come on you know, if I like with, with other people get it, t- contact us on Twitter at Facebook, email us obviously at gmail.com, let us know you want to get involved in any way, shape or form we'll mm-hmm. see where, where we can accommodate that we obviously want to say thanks to the players. Danny's alluded to it earlier, but this, the players have been amazing and they all have been amazing. Players have been amazing, but it's so much more than that that allow us to support this club so closely. Sam Todd's been amazing with us. He's allowed us to get Victor on the show. He's allowed us to get Dan Barlas and Richard Wood on the show. We are really appreciate and I hope that comes through in terms of who you who listen. I hope that sort of comes through because without their help, you wouldn't we wouldn't be able to get as close to them if that sort of makes sense. So that is amazing. Also, Santos not on his own. He's got he's got a team behind him as well. Um, Tony Stewart's obviously the chairman. We haven't, we haven't mentioned Tony Stewart's name in this hour and hour and a half, but a lot of so, so much credit's got towards us, towards to us, Tony Stewart as well because we won't be here we are. And we we could literally not be here as a football club without him, and that should never ever be forgotten as well. Um, yeah, it's been amazing this season. It's just been so amazing. Um, I think the one thing we can say for
3: definite is that this team is the best team of the Tony Stewart era.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Steve Evans won't like you for saying that, but I think you're probably right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, actually, make anything you want to add to those lists of things. I'm thanks, commentary Matt Goodwin, who who does the commentary as well. Les Payne does the commentary. We haven't listened to much I follow this season, or I certainly haven't. Uh, but when I have, they've been a pleasure to listen to Matt
4: Goodwin's commentary from the goal yesterday. That filled me with the joy as well, Nick. I've not heard that yet. I will. I will listen to it. I've seen that goal. I mean, we talked to to Danny before before we came on the uh, before we went live, and I, I, I think it's been viewed about one hundred ninety one thousand times on the uh, yeah. mm-hmm. on Sky Sports. I think I've viewed it hundred thousand. I think I think be. <laughs> um, so I've, I've not seen the iFollow version of it yet. Yeah, yeah. listen. I can't credit this uh, this this club as an entity enough for what they've uh, what they've achieved from where we've come from from the absolute shambles that Rotherham United was not that long ago to where it is now it is just an absolutely remarkable piece of work uh, and I I am just so proud to support this club and and they've given us a season to uh, to remember absolute season to remember it, it's just been Immense, absolutely immense, mm. and I just want to thank you to all everybody, every man, woman, child involved with that club. Um, you just, it's just fantastic. Thank
2: you. Well, you were it Victor and I got him to agree to go to a pint with you, so you might be able to thank Victor in person potentially.
4: Well, listen, yeah, I mean, I'll buy, I'll buy pre-season training, won't it? Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll sort
3: that out at some stage. I, I'll tell you what we yeah. could do, mate. We could invite Victor for a pint at either uh, the 3-0 shoes or the stag, because they're the tool that let us use our free
2: pints on Fanub. Sounds yeah. like a plan to me. That's the most Yorkshire thing I've ever heard. We'll buy you yeah, yeah. pint as
4: long as it's free.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, ben, I don't think I've ever felt as close to a Rotherham squad as I have with this one. and uh, That may be because we do this podcast, but I th- From reading everybody else's reactions, it feels like that for me. I I just feel so close (laughs) to him.
5: Yeah, because everyone's so. All the players are. You know, there's not. I don't think there's one player in the team that's uh, kind of stuck up. You know what I mean? Like everyone acknowledges the fans. Everyone's involved with the fans, and you know, look at and Balasumathu's reaction after the game and interaction with fans after you know singing his own song. Oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> you know even though even after the you know in the whole celebration they all stopped yeah. taking pictures and stuff like that you know so
2: yeah I think that's probably why because they all they all want to get involved with the fans. Yeah I agree. Danny any thanks you want to add on to anybody who's still listening?
1: I
3: think <laughs> I think the, the main
2: <laughs> the the
3: main body of this squad now is based in the community the Fan interaction, not just from the players themselves, but I think also from the players' family, has been mm. fantastic recently. It's like with uh, with Victor's family and going for a drink with us with um, Michael Smith's mum-in-law at, at Hartley Pool, um, Alison Barlasser, the legend that is. Legend but that I is, think um, the latest one that I think's uh, just coming into the fan limelight is uh, Ollie Rathbun's dad. Now, if you don't mm. know, he does do his uh, his books, <coughs> and uh, and I've bought both copies. Um, which is still on sale, I believe And uh, that's going to help me out no end with my uni course next year as well And uh, to have that connection all just within this club it, It's just fantastic And I think it does sum up that we are one of the best-run clubs in in the country And it's a fantastic thing to have um, And one thing I will all leave you live If you want to relive all 113 goals from this season in one mammoth video Charlie Hawks is editing it right now, <laughs> and we'll and we'll my be out well. some will be out sometime next week. So keep an eye on his YouTube channel. He hasn't uploaded for a little bit, but he loves the goal compilation ones, and uh, and I've, and I'll certainly be watching it because um, <laughs> I want to see how he fits in 113 goals into a
2: single video.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And my final thanks is to everybody who's paid attention to these podcasts over the last over the last season. Um, I know it's not always perfect. I know Ben doesn't always pay attention. Uh, and <laughs> it Mick's always ranting. <laughs> Our don't ben always come out. Danny's dog pulls the bobble out of his mum's hair whilst we record. I know it's not perfect. <laughs> but I, I, we, we spoke to loads of people yesterday. I said loads of people. Probably, probably 10 people who just said thank you for the podcast. And even if you didn't listen to it, we would probably still be talking here, just like four idiots about it. Um, we will be continuing through the summer. We will. We obviously won't be talking about the games as much. We're going to try and get some former players on. We've already got two or three former players lined up. We're going to cover the playoffs. We are going to cover the League One playoffs just because, well, if Wednesday lose in playoffs, we've got to cover that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we've got to cover that. We'll cover everything else. All the transfers that come up through the summer, any changes that come up, we will still come out. At least one live episode per week will still come out. So keep an eye on the socials and things like that because. We want to keep doing it to be honest. We, are, we are, I really enjoy spending time with these three. Uh and Will and Lewis when he comes on. Um yeah. Danny, do you want to give a shout out to uh, to Kimmy Park as well? Park, yeah, to-
3: so just yeah, just quick shout out to Kimmy Park. Without them the vlogs wouldn't be as entertaining as they are. Um and thank you to everybody who's took part in the vlogs, both in giving predictions and also the limbs and all sorts. And um, yeah, if it weren't for Kimmy Park, I wouldn't be Travelling away to watch the Millers, they've welcomed me into their group like it's a family, and yeah, fair play to every every single one of them. Um, personal highlight has to be Michelle's review of the food at Burton, that's peak content for me. Um, but yeah, but thank you to every single one of you, and I'm looking forward to the charity game that we've got coming up in the summer as well. And um, just keep an eye on their Facebook because we'll be doing race nights and all sorts later. But thank you. Very, very much to everybody at Kimmy Park. You guys are the best. Thank you very, very much.
2: Exactly. So, we'll be back on Thursday. So, we're just on all this. Thank you. We'll see you again in a couple of days' time. Um, we will looking at, <laughs> look at the playoffs that's happened. We may even hear some contract rumors of that. We haven't covered Michael Smith's future. We haven't covered Shield's future. We've not covered all these topics, which we actually do want to cover tonight. We've run out of time. Danny, the vlog. When's the vlog out?
3: Uh, the vlog will be edited tonight and will be out tomorrow morning. Um, I please it. excuse me I was on the drink last night and I thought it probably be best not to edit <laughs> whilst drinking because oh, yes. anything could have happened
2: <laughs> exactly so that will be out make sure you subscribe so subscribe on there um, Rother Matchday Vlogs it's a brilliant podcast I saw myself on Rother's Matchday Vlogs so if you haven't watched that already go and watch it you'll see me mm. in a Sweden shirt jumping on like an absolute uh, yeah and you ask video.
5: who I was celebrating with Matt <laughs> I was celebrating with you on that video of this last
2: you were uh, yeah That's comment, with you. anyway so. anyway Anyway, um, thank you, everybody. We will see you Thursday. It's been a pleasure. Love you all. Goodbye.